This podcast is brought to you by Podcast Nation. I can't believe I'm saying this. This episode is brought to you by Lola V, an award-winning hair care line by the one and only Jennifer Aniston. Why did Jennifer Aniston start a hair care company? Because she was tired of choosing between hair products that work and hair products that are actually good for us. But thanks to Lola V, we never have to choose again. No silicones, no sulfates, parabens, or gluten. And of course, it's cruelty-free and vegan. The glossing detangler and perfect conditioner are my personal favorites. Not only do they repair the look of damaged hair, but they also shield it from future harm. The first step to unlocking confidence in your dating life and your daily life is feeling confident about your hair. So unlock Jennifer Aniston approved hair at lolav.com. And as listeners of Seeing Other People, you're getting an exclusive 15% off off of your entire order when you use code Seeing Other People at checkout. That's 15% off your entire order at lolavie.com with promo code Seeing Other People. Please note you can only use one promo code per order and discounts can't be combined. After your purchase, they will ask you where you heard about them. Please, please, please support Seeing Other People and let them know that I sent you. Hey guys, it's Alana and you're listening to Seeing Other People Unfiltered. Each Thursday on Unfiltered, I'll be bringing on a different anonymous guest to open up about their real life dating experiences. We'll discuss what they went through or are going through, how they navigated it, what they've learned and what advice they have to anyone else going through something similar. Unfiltered is your reminder that no matter what you're going through, you're not alone. If you have a topic that you'd like to discuss on Unfiltered, please email your story to seeingotherpeoplepodcast at gmail.com to be considered for an episode. Real people, real stories, real life. This is Seeing Other People Unfiltered. Trigger warning, the following content may be sensitive for those with an eating disorder. On today's episode, we hear from a 25-year-old male who has struggled with body image issues and an eating disorder. He shares what it's like to date and use dating apps when you aren't comfortable in your own skin. Seeing Other People Unfiltered is presented by Mindset Wellness CBD. If you haven't tried Mindset Wellness CBD or any CBD for that matter, you are missing out. Mindset Wellness CBD's products, all of their gummies are gluten-free, vegan, non-GMO, organic, and they taste incredible. They have helped my anxiety. They've helped me sleep at night and I couldn't recommend them more highly. Head to MindsetWellnessCBD.com and use code SEEINGOTHERPEOPLE at checkout for 10% off and free shipping. All right. So welcome into this unfiltered episode. Thank you so much for being here. Would you mind in your own words, just explaining what we're here to talk about today? I'm here to talk about uh, eating disorders, particularly from the male perspective and uh, how it ties into body image issues and how it all relates to uh, dating in today's world. Yeah. And thank you so much for being willing to come on the show and talk about that. I think it's like you said, from the male perspective, it's a perspective that we really don't hear these topics talked about much. Um, I think in terms of body image and eating disorders and all of how that impacts us, we usually hear it from the female perspective. And so I think this is a really incredibly important conversation to be having and I'm excited to hear more. So would you mind um, kind of taking me back to, I guess, the beginning, like when did you first start experiencing body image insecurities and um, maybe like developing an eating disorder? So really, it goes back to, in terms of body image issues, it goes back to as far back as I can remember. So for your listening audience, I'm a 25 year old man, and I'm four foot 10. So I've been treated a little differently because of how tall I am for really my entire life. And it was probably sometime in elementary middle school where my body image issues started really, uh, really showing and really starting to come out because uh, when you're getting verbally and physically abused by your classmates and sometimes even teachers on a daily basis, it gets inside your head and it really messes with you. But uh, I didn't actually develop an eating disorder until high school, until about 10 years ago. And that that mainly came about because when I got to eighth, ninth grade, uh, I started gaining a little bit of weight, not anything much. I wasn't like overweight or anything, but just heavier than I would prefer. And uh, so then I went on a diet and lost about 10, 15 pounds and I was happier with my body. But what happened was I just never really was able to look at myself in the mirror and think I'm okay with my body. Like I always was finding more and more things wrong. Like I wasn't happy with how my stomach looked, how my sides looked, how, uh, how however any part of my body looked. And it 
created this kind of unhealthy relationship with food where I would kind of, I would look at things that I'm eating and think, and either feel guilt or think like I can't be eating too much or, uh, or I can't be eating this time of day, or I would kind of just look at certain foods and yet, uh, almost scared in a, in a way where I would be thinking like, I can't, I can't be eating this or I, I know what that's going to do to my body if I, if I eat that and having that relationship with food is obviously not very healthy. Like it's food. You're supposed to enjoy it. Like you're supposed to eat it and think, wow, this tastes great. I like this. But for, for me, when I got to early on in high school, that was pretty much all out the window and I wasn't enjoying eating anything and I would starve myself and, uh, I would starve myself for days and weeks on end. And then I would have days where I would just snap and I would binge and eat basically everything in my kitchen. And my parents, I think would kind of, my parents would kind of uh, notice this because they would, they noticed uh, there was a change in my eating habits and I could tell there was some concern from them. But then I would have days where they would, they'd be asking me like, Eric, like, where's all the food we had here? Like, did you eat all this? And I would have to say, yeah. And they would kind of look at me like, how would, how would you, how would you eat all this in like one sitting? That's kind of a little concerning what's, what's going on, but they've never really been someone that I felt comfortable talking about eating disorders or mental illness or any of that stuff with. So I never really openly talked about it with them. I would just kind of avoid it and just say it's nothing or whatever. And so I never really forced any conversations with them. But I mean, they knew to an extent that something was wrong. But I think they might not have known how to uh, really go about it because, I mean, both my parents, like I said, both my parents are short like me. And my dad in particular has told me since I was a little kid that, look, people are going to treat you differently because of how short you are. There isn't anything you can do about it. And I'm sorry, but that's just what your life is going to be like. And when I was little, um, I understood and I figured, okay, well, I'm going to get bullied a lot. It sucks, but that's life, right? But it wasn't really until high school and eventually into college that I realized how that related to dating because at first or in elementary, middle school and into high school, yeah, I was getting bullied a lot, but I would always try to tell myself that, okay, this sucks, but once you become an adult, once you get a little older, that won't be your life anymore and things will start getting a little easier. But uh, what really happens is that some problems might sort of go away. Like I don't get bullied by people as much anymore, but there are other things that'll pop up too that can be even worse when you're an adult because when you're, when you're a little kid and you're being treated like a slightly younger kid because they think, oh, well, you're short. Like uh, like if, let's say, I'm 13 years old, they might treat me like a 10-year-old, which is annoying. But when you're an adult and someone is kind of talking to you like you're a little kid, it's very frustrating. And can what it does is it causes a lot of resentment for my own body because like someone will say something to me or do something and I'll be thinking none of this will be happening if I was five foot 10. Mm-hmm. And the way that that kind of has uh, transpired with dating is that when you're dating, you're, uh, you're constantly being judged, especially if you're on a dating app. And I don't mean that in a negative way. I mean, part of dating is judging people like you're judging to see if they'd be a good fit with you. I mean, I'm on dating apps. I'm judging girls to see if they'd be a good fit for me. But what what that opens uh, yourself up to is that obviously you're going to get judged, and some of it you can kind of uh, shake off and not really think too much about. But if you are being judged for one specific thing uh, all the time, it makes it much harder to really. Um, uh, to really just pretend, okay, well, nothing's wrong, whatever. Just it's just another person who maybe said something rude to me or whatever. But after, but when you're when you're doing it for a certain amount of time, and you're having people constantly tell you 
your body is ugly or wow, you're, you're that short. Yeah, no, thanks. Like, what are you going to be like my little brother or something like that? It's like, okay, all these people are telling me that my body is ugly. I think my body looks perfectly fine, but all these people tell me that, no, you're wrong. Your body looks ugly. And it creates this yin and yang effect in your head where it's like, okay, I think my body looks fine, but these people all, all don't think that my body looks okay. So what's, what's the truth? Like, is my body actually okay or not? And you shouldn't be in a situation where you're questioning how your body looks because you have to live in your body. You have to look at your body every day. And if you're looking at yourself in the mirror thinking my body looks like shit, why, why do I look like this? I can't, I can't change. I can't change this. I can cut my hair. I can shave my beard. I can, uh, can paint my toenails if I'm into that. I can't magically grow six inches. Yeah. Like I have to live with that. So like, what do, what can I do? And that, and that brings it back to, like I said, with the resentment, with the borderline hate of my own body, where I'm looking at my body in the mirror thinking, I don't, I wouldn't have to put up with all this BS if I was taller. And what then that leads into, uh, what that leads to is a lot of self-destructive habits where it can go back to the starving myself and not wanting to eat because I'll look at myself thinking, well, everyone else, else hates my body, so I guess I do too. Why am I – what's the point of uh, What's the point of exercising? What's the point of eating right if no matter how good I think my body looks, everyone else doesn't? So who cares? What if – who cares if I just starve myself? What difference does it make? I, I look like shit regardless. And when you're const- when you're constantly being judged like that and falling into those self-destructive habits, it can have it can have bad long-term effects, and that's something that can uh, it can hurt anyone. Like I don't care how mentally tough you think you are, it'll mess you up. Yeah, it's, absolutely. And, and I I do think one of the things. I mean, there are so many thoughts that I just had. Thank you so much for being so candid and, and vulnerable with that. I, I really can't imagine what that's been like for you. Obviously, it hasn't been an easy journey. And it's obviously still an ongoing journey from your childhood. But I think the biggest thing is like, after struggling with it through from a young age and through high school, where you like didn't like your body, and now you're trying to accept your body and you you're, you're unable to do that because it's like other people won't accept it. So even if you're trying to, since no one else will, how can you? And mm-hmm. I think that's one of the biggest problems is because of how much we judge people and how much dating is kind of like a snap judgment from a photo or from something that's on a profile. I think that's like one of the worst things about humanity because it takes humanity like and being human out of the equation and it just becomes superficial. You guys know that I struggle with confidence. I'm always my biggest critic. And when I notice something about myself that I don't like, I can't stop fixating on it. I'm working on all of this, but it can be hard. A year ago, I noticed that my hair was thinning and I was finding more and more strands of hair on the floor every time I would walk around my apartment. When I would look down in the shower, I would freak out at what I saw in the drain. That's when I opened up to my best friend who happens to be a doctor. And she said two things that changed my life. The first was that she knows so many women our age going through the same thing. The second is that she told me to try Nutrafol. And so I did. Nutrafol is the number one dermatologist recommended hair growth supplement with over 1 million people seeing thicker, stronger, faster growing hair with less shedding. A year later and a month before my wedding, and I cannot believe the number of people who have been complimenting how long, strong, and healthy my hair looks. I never imagined that this would happen. And naturally, as a result, my confidence has transformed. I'm no longer self-conscious when it comes to my hair. And honestly, that is a huge, huge, huge personal win for me. And you guys know I'm hilariously bad at sticking with habits and taking something every day or doing something every day. But with Nutrafol, building a hair growth routine is simple. Purchase online with no prescription required. Free shipping and automated deliveries ensure that you'll never miss a day. You'll see results in three to six months. And trust me, it is worth the wait. You can start so easily by taking their hair wellness quiz on Nutrafol.com for a personalized hair health plan based 
based on your specific root causes. Take the first step to visibly thicker, healthier hair. For a limited time, Nutrafol is offering the Seeing Other People family $10 off your first month subscription and free shipping when you go to Nutrafol.com and enter the promo code Seeing Other People. Find out why over 4,500 healthcare professionals and hairstylists recommend Nutrafol for healthier hair. Nutrafol.com spelled N-U-T-R-A-F-O-L.com promo code Seeing Other People. That's Nutrafol.com promo code Seeing Other People. Brave the uncomfortable. Those are the words engraved on my bracelet that have gotten me through some of the most anxiety-inducing moments over the last few years. And that's why I could not be more excited to encourage you all to get a Presently bracelet of your own with a phrase that resonates with you. Presently is a line of mindfulness bracelets engraved with words inspired by cognitive behavioral therapy. The brand was started by two sisters, Lindsay and Emily, who have obsessive compulsive disorder, aka OCD, and anxiety. They realized that when stuck in an anxiety spiral, it's hard to put into practice the tools that they learned in therapy sessions. They looked and looked for bracelets that could serve as reminders to interrupt that spiral, but they couldn't find anything besides the cheesy good vibes only and no bad days types of messaging. They started Presently to bring more authenticity to self-help anxiety management. And as someone who has had a Presently bracelet for three years, I mean it when I say it really makes a difference. So whether you need encouragement to make it onto that date that you've been anxious about, a calming mantra to get you through a big day at work, or simply a reminder that you're not alone, Presently has your back. Their bracelets are so beautiful and elevated, and they also make amazing gifts. And I know because I have gifted a few over the years, and my friends were so excited to get one and have worn them ever since. There are six phrases to choose from. And if you're indecisive, there's a quiz that you can take to help you choose the perfect reminder for your anxiety. Plus, 5% of each bracelet is donated to your choice of four mental health nonprofits. I wholeheartedly love and support Presently, and I know that your Presently bracelet will bring you as much comfort as mine has brought me. So head to presentlybracelets.com. That's P-R-E-S-E-N-T-L-Y bracelets.com for 10% off your order using code seeing other people. Shout out to Claritin for supporting this episode and providing us with samples. When I first started seeing other people, some of my closest friends and family could not believe it. Not because they didn't think I was capable of being a podcast host, but because I usually can't get through a sentence without sniffling. And during allergy season, forget about it. My seasonal allergies are debilitating, and my sinus congestion and pressure has always left me feeling so sick. But luckily, for those of us who live with the symptoms of allergies, we can live Claritin clear with Claritin D. Designed for For serious allergy sufferers, Claritin D has two powerful ingredients in just one pill that relieve your allergy symptoms and decongest your nose so you can breathe better. This double action combination of prescription strength allergy medicine and the best decongestant available relieves sneezing, a runny nose, itchy and watery eyes, an itchy nose and throat, and sinus congestion and pressure with ease. Claritin D has truly transformed my life. Not only can I breathe better and sleep better since taking Claritin D, but I also can get through the day so much smoother. I used to have to cancel plans because of how bad my allergies were. I'd go through a tissue box a week, sometimes more, and my eyes were always watery. But Claritin D's fast symptom relief starts working on allergies with nasal congestion in as little as 30 minutes, and it tackles nasal congestion caused by allergies or a cold and also relieves sinus congestion and pressure due to allergies. It's truly the greatest thing I've ever come across and I am so grateful that I found it and started using it. Are you ready to live life as if you don't have allergies? It's time to live Claritin clear. Fast and powerful relief is just a quick trip away. Find Claritin D at the pharmacy counter. Ask for Claritin D at your local pharmacy counter. You don't even need a prescription. Go to Claritin.com right now so you can live Claritin clear. Use as directed. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah, and using dating apps it's it can be scary because you you have to be willing to let yourself be judged which can be hard to do even if you're this stunningly gorgeous person like you're going to be judged because there's always going to be people there out there who don't like you or who mm-hmm. they might feel insecure and might just get off with uh telling you you look like shit and when you are and w- when you're on dating apps when you're using them you have the understanding that, okay, I'm going to be judged, but it'll, it'll be worth it because I'm using this, I'm using this for something that I'm going to, I'm going to get something out of this. I'm going to, I'm going to meet some great people. I'm going to, I'm going to find a great girl who's sweet, funny, cute, all the things that I want. I'm just going to have to sift through the bullshit first. And, but everyone, everyone has their limits and everyone is, um, everyone has a point where, maybe they're using dating apps for a few years and they kind of 
look at themselves and say, why am I doing this? I'm just getting hurt. Like I'm yeah. just being told that I look ugly or my nose looks stupid or I'm, or still tell me that my legs are too fat or something like that. And everyone, like I said, everyone has their limits and can get to that point where they are just wondering what's the point of this. It's only, it's only making me hate myself. And if you're someone yeah. who has an eating disorder, you, you already have a complicated relationship with your own body, with, um, with food or exercising, what have you. And, but, uh, using dating apps can potentially make it worse because like I said, you're constantly being judged and you're worried, worried about how other people view you and how you look to other people. And if you're then being made fun of because of your insecurities, you're very quickly going to think, why am I doing this? I like, I'm on these dating apps to do something that, to make me happy. Nothing about it is making me happy. So why am I, why am I wasting my time with this? Why am I letting these people who I don't even know call me ugly or say that I look like shit? What's are, the point? Are they actually saying that to you? Or is it like, are you, is it, is it more that people are actually saying these things or is it like being on them for years and nothing coming out of it and being like, well, that must be what people are saying. Sometimes people, yeah, will be very candid and say, your body is ugly. Believe me alone. It sucks, Stop. but it's, it's how dating can be. And oh it, my God. it's that unfortunate. Heart. But, well, it's, it's, it's a part of dating and, after a while, you kind of you can develop a thick skin, but like I said, everyone has their limits, and it can uh, it can be you know, it can be kind of heartbreaking sometimes. That's something that nobody should ever ever say to anybody, regardless. And and this is like so far beyond like what we're going to talk about on and the focus of this episode. But it's just like if it it goes back to like something we learned in like kindergarten or preschool. If you don't have anything nice to say, don't say it. And it's like dating is hard enough as it is. I, I feel like my blood boiling right now from hearing that. Like I, that really makes me like lose faith in humanity. And it's just like dating is so hard and we're all struggling with different things. And to like vocalize that somebody's body or somebody's anything is not good enough or is not, like whatever enough that's just not that's not what we should be doing on dating apps like we're on dating apps to find love we're on dating apps to make connections with people and to like find what we're looking for and I mean I'm obviously I'm so sorry that you've had that experience and mm -hmm. I just can't believe that people are actually like out there doing that because what what in the world would somebody gain from that and and I mean if I if someone said that to me I would literally never I'd never be able to get on a dating app ever again. So, I mean, like props to you for pushing through and and being able to to keep putting yourself out there. But yeah, like you said, there's only so much you can take and you shouldn't have to be like out there putting your, like being put on blast like that. Yeah, it can be, um, it can be a little shocking if it's something you're not used to. But I mean, like I said, I've been, made fun of for my body since as long as I can remember. So it's not, I don't want to say that like it happens every day, but like when it happens, it's not as surprising as you would think. Like I'll tell my friends, maybe something that someone said to me a couple of days ago and they'll look at me like, like I have six heads, like how, how would like people say that to you? And I'm like, yeah, I'll tell them like people have been saying that to me since I, as far back as I can remember, this isn't new to me. You're like, it's and, just another Tuesday afternoon. Yeah, honestly. Oh, God. Have you had any positive experiences on dating apps? Any success? Uh, yeah, actually. my So I've been using dating apps since I was about 18. And uh, a couple of years into it, I met my ex-girlfriend actually on Tinder. And we dated for about a year. We had a really nice relationship. Uh, so, But we split off about... I think about four years ago now. And uh, so I've been trying to date ever since. And obviously dating is a minefield as is. But uh, so since then, I haven't really had much of any success. But yeah, so I'm I'm still here. Yeah. When when it comes to, I guess, dating and meeting people and 
what you envision for like, if you were to connect with somebody, at what point do you, or do you think you would, I guess, communicate your insecurities and, and your body image issues and, and all of that? Usually, I mean, I don't have any sort of set timeline for that. Like, I don't think like, okay, date number seven, I'm going to tell her about this. Like, it's more, um, it's more something that I usually just keep to myself because it's, it's a heavy topic and it's tough to talk about for anyone. And I don't want to put that on someone if I don't really know them all that well, because they're going to feel awkward and not really know how to handle that. And I, I can't blame them for feeling that way. And so it's, it's the sort of thing where I'll mostly keep it to myself until I feel ready to talk about it. But I, even I don't know when that would be like my, when my ex and I were dating, I don't think I said anything to her about it until probably after we were already official. Like it's something that I kind of just keep to myself and with a close circle of maybe a handful of friends. And like, I mean, I have friends who I've been friends with for three, four years and even they don't really know about it, but it's one of those things where it's tough to talk about. And uh, even though it's something that you should be open and should be talking about it, sometimes it's just, it can just feel, uh, it can just feel better to just, not really uh, communicate it all that much and just kind of keep it to yourself. I get that. I think I do think it's hard, obviously, no matter how close you are with somebody or how comfortable you are, sometimes it is tough to open up about things where it's something that's on your mind all the time and you can worry that it's going to change how they perceive you or how they interact with you or like, I guess, maybe the friends that you, that do know, do they like, are they, do they act differently now when it comes to like food with you um, or talking about different things in their dating lives? Uh, no, not at all. I mean, they, they understand. I mean, we all, we all have our demons. We all have things that we all have in our heads. And so mm-hmm. um, they, they understand that it's something that I will deal with. And they, they also understand that uh, it's something that comes, it comes and goes. It's not like, it ha- it bothers me every single day. I mean, I'll have I'll have months where I don't even think about it, and some sometimes I've even had years where I wouldn't even think about it, and then one day it would just kind of pop up again and come back. And they uh, they understand that it's not a very easy thing to talk about. It's it's a very complicated thing, and I mean, we all we all have each other's backs, and we all support each other. So it's something that I f- I feel comfortable talking about with them, but. It's not something that I usually want to talk about that often, which they understand. Yeah, that makes sense. And and that's I'm glad that they respect that also. I mean, of course, they're your friends. Of course, they should. And, and of course, they will. But that is always nice to hear. Um, do you so with your ex or in, in any experience has the way you perceive your body, has that impacted your ability to be intimate or to like get to that point of feeling comfortable either like taking your shirt off or anything like that with somebody else. Yeah, it can because like I'm someone who even though I'm very short, I care a lot about my body and I try to um I try to take care of it as best as I can and so I don't fall into any self-destructive habits like I lift weights, I typically eat well. So uh, like I've even had people come to me and say like, well, like, what do you do for your body? You look great. So, I mean, those people are nice to meet with, but, um, so usually I don't really have as much of an issue with like being intimate or anything like that, but it can still, uh, it does still get into the back of my head. Like, are they going to, are they still going to like, when I take my clothes off, are they still going to look at me the same way? Or are they going to, are they going to think that, something's wrong or just something looks weird or anything like that. But uh, it's not something that affects me that much because I know, I know everyone can feel a little nervous being intimate with someone that maybe they're not all that close with. So there, there are those sort of nerves, which aren't anything uh, or anything outlandish, but in terms of like my eating disorder, it doesn't affect me too badly in that part of a relationship. Yeah. 
Yeah, I think everyone, like what you said, everyone does have their own things that they're insecure about and intimacy in general and, and having that experience with someone can be, there are a million reasons why it could be a little bit scary and why we could get in our heads about it. Um, but I am glad to hear that it hasn't really like prevented you from doing that. Um, I want to go back to dating apps for a minute because I guess when you mentioned that you were 411, the first day, 411, right? 410, I think. 410. like that. 410. The first thing that came to my mind is the height filter on dating apps. And mm -hmm. I'm curious about your thoughts on that and how that has impacted you and maybe how that's like, it's almost like you dating apps are kind of like ruling you out in a way they're giving people the opportunity to do that. And I wonder what your thoughts are on that. Raise your hand if you have dating anxiety. All right. All right. I know that everyone has their hands up and I get it. I had debilitating anxiety when I was single. And even when I first started dating Jake, I kept waiting for the other shoe to drop. And I know that is not a good way to feel and that is not a fun way to date. And I get it. It can be hard to find an anxiety relief tactic that works for you. That's why I'm so excited to introduce you to a new one that has helped me dramatically with my wedding and work stress and anxiety over the last few months. And trust me, there's been a lot of it. Sunset Lake CBD is an amazing company that not only has helped me feel so much better, but they also have a really cool history and mission. Sunset Lake CBD is a majority employee-owned hemp farm located right outside of Burlington, Vermont. As farmers, they believe in providing only top-shelf CBD and hemp products at fair prices. So they cut out the middlemen and they ship their CBD straight from their farm to your door, which means that their CBD is affordable and trusted because CBD and anxiety relief can help everyone and they want it to be accessible to anyone. Trust me when I say that when I'm stressed or anxious, my sleep is the first thing to go. But despite everything I have going on right now, I've been taking a sleep gummy before bed and my sleep scores on my aura ring have been through the roof. Plus, I'm finding myself relaxing more at night and being able to turn off my work brain and my anxiety with the help of their CBD gummy bears and reishi infused chews. Whether you want to sleep better, relax better, focus better, recover better, or anything in between, Sunset Lake CBD has something for everyone. So check them out today at sunsetlakecbd.com and use code SOP for 20% off your order. That's code SOP for 20% off farmer-owned, Vermont-grown Sunset Lake CBD. You guys are in for a treat because support for today's episode comes from the best of the best, Jenny Kane. And yes, there is a discount, so keep on listening. You know that feeling when you get a new sweater and it instantly becomes basically another layer of your skin? Like you wear it everywhere for everything all the time. Okay, well, Jenny Kane has become my literal uniform. And if you don't know Jenny Kane, I'm pretty much about to change your life because Jenny Kane's clothes did that to mine. Jenny Kane is a California brand with luxurious staples that will transform your closet. Think minimalist and effortless, but totally refined. They have the coziest cashmere sweaters and iconic accessories that will elevate your everyday basics. I don't know if I wear my cashmere fisherman hoodie or my cropped cashmere cocoon cardigan more. All I know is that I cannot live without either of them. Whether it's a cozy night in with the girls, a dinner date with Jake, or catching a flight to Florida to see my parents, these sweaters are perfect for every single occasion. And I couldn't be happier when I'm wearing them because I'm so comfy. And you guys know me. I always choose comfort over how something looks. But with Jenny Kane, I don't have to choose because I get comfort and I get style. All right. So we have the discount code coming for you. Find your new uniform at JennyKane.com. Seeing other people listeners get 15% off their first order when you use code SOP at checkout. That's 15% off your first order at J-E-N-N-I-K-A-Y-N-E.com. Promo code SOP. S-O-P. Let getting dressed be one less thing to worry about. Um, it, it it sucks. There's not, but it's one of those things where there's nothing I can do about it. I mean, there there's a million studies out there that basically say I will have trouble dating because of my height and nothing else. And it sucks, but I mean, I've read those things so many times that I don't even really think too hard about it anymore. I just try my best to kind of. I try to turn a blind eye to it and um, accept the fact that, look, people are going to, people are going to not like your body. This isn't new information. Just try your best to block it out and just go forward and try your best to meet people because you've met people off dating apps in the past. Like it's, it's, it's possible. You can do it. Just, just go out and do it. So what I try to do is, 
on my dating app, I try my best to make it glaringly clear that this is how tall I am. If you have a problem with that, please don't waste both of our times. But I try not to frame it that way. I try to try to kind of joke about it in a way where I say like, hey, like, uh, I'm not sure if I want to read what I have on my profile in case someone finds me, but uh, something like, like, hey, I'm this short, but uh, I don't need anyone's help with climbing to get stuff off the top shelf because I'm good at climbing up counters or something like that. There I don't you know. go. And, okay. But something like that, as opposed to, because what happens is you'll have people say, tell me, okay, we'll make it, make it like really clear and say on your, say on your profile that, okay, this is, this is how tall I am. If you have a problem, then don't, don't, then go away. And my only issue with that is, first of all, I don't want it to sound passive aggressive or standoffish because mm-hmm. I mean, there are stereotypes of people with guys who are short like me that, oh, we're all bitter and angry, and I don't want anyone thinking that. And also, when you frame it like that, it can almost sound like I'm talking about a disability, which I'm just short. I'm not, like, I don't have a disability. I'm just short. I mean, I don't want to talk about it. Like, that's what I'm dealing with. And so when I use dating apps, like I said, I just try to, just turn a blind eye to it, try to make light of it in a somewhat upbeat way and just try to just use dating apps as like I, like anyone else would and just do my best to talk to people, be friendly, be myself and just see, see what's out there. Yeah. I think that's, that's a really important thing. I know there has been a lot of research that shows that like, if if you, write your prompt answers or your bio and talk about like negative things or come off with a negative tone. That's really like unappealing to people because why would they want to now go meet up with someone who's already like their first impression is, Oh, this person's like a downer about something. Um, Mm. so I, I do, I think that's great that you're able to kind of flip that around and say like, here's like a kind of almost like laugh it off and say like, this isn't, this isn't who I am. It's just something about me. And I think that's really important because, yeah, it, like it's your height, but you also have uh, your personality. You also have all of the things that, you know, the thing that like your job, your humor, your passions, like it, and it does really suck that people couldn't focus in on one specific thing. It's like nobody's perfect. Nobody's body is perfect. Nobody, th- for the most part, thinks their body is perfect. Even people with like what we consider to be like perfect bodies don't think their bodies are perfect. And so I think it is really important to not, especially on dating apps, like don't dwell on the thing that you're insecure about. And um, because people will catch on to that very quickly. Yeah, just try, I try to fill out my, I try to fill out my bios as much as I can and try to make myself appear as well-rounded as possible. Because I mean, there are a lot of things about myself that I genuinely love. And I, want to share with other people and want other people to know about me but and it would feel it would feel pointless to be standoffish and say this is how tall I am take it or leave it if you don't like it Mm -hmm. then goodbye and I don't want I don't like negativity on dating apps because like you said why would I want to meet you if you're sound like you have a stick up your ass (laughs) yeah exactly yeah so okay you mentioned that you've met people not on dating apps how how do you go about that when like kind of talking yourself up and and brushing aside your insecurities and not focusing on like, Oh no, like I can't go up to this person or like this person who's talking to me can't be interested in me because they probably think my body is ugly. Like everyone else. Like, is that, how do you like kind of internalize that experience and not focus on it when you are in person making connections with people? So when I'm doing it in person, I mean, I already have so many things going through my head when I'm trying to talk to someone that it's impossible for uh, my height and my overall body image to really, it's impossible for me to spend too much mental energy on it because I already have so many different things going to my head when I'm talking to someone, I'm trying to pay attention to what they're telling me. I'm trying to listen to everything they're saying. I'm trying to think about what I'm saying. I'm trying to worry about, am I oversharing? Am I talking too fast? 
how does my hair look? My God, this girl looks so cute. Does she think I'm cute? Does she, is she just being friendly? Is she playing with her hair because she's interested or she's doing it just because she wants to play with her hair? It's, there's so many <laughs> things happening where I, it's impossible for me to even worry too much about one specific thing because there's just so many things I'm already worried about, just so many little things I'm worried about. So it makes it, uh, it can make it easier in person because I'm getting active feedback and looking at this person. And it's, I mean, it can be scary because there's so many things going through my head. So of course, scary because I'm just trying to do the right thing and try to be myself and be appealing in some sort of way. But I mean, in terms of my body image, yeah, I'm thinking about it, but it's not something where it's uh it's not something where like it's the only thing I'm thinking about. Yeah, it doesn't prevent you from talking to somebody, from like approaching them, from making that connection. Yeah, that's good. For for other people who might be feeling the same way you do, whether it's it's about height or body image, um, what like are there different things that you've kind of learned over the years that have helped you or things that you wish you knew when you like first started dating I guess like what advice do you have or what what, like what do you wish you knew also when you first started out um what I think what I would tell myself is just try try your best to just keep learning because dating is not a perfect science and it's really hard for for everyone so just try your best to just keep learning what if you if you go on a date with someone and it doesn't lead to a second date try and look back on it and think okay what did i maybe not what i what did i do wrong but what could i do better could i pick out a better place to go eat could i do a different uh type of date as like instead of going out to a restaurant could we just go out for ice cream or something like that uh what clothes were you wearing like how did uh could you have dressed a little bit better? Uh, how well did you groom yourself before going? Like, did you look a little sloppy? Uh, just try to, and it can be scary because you can fall into the habit of overthinking when in reality, the other person might not have even noticed any of those things. But but you just have to try your best to just keep learning and keep uh, just just keep just keep learning and just keep trying to figure out what worked what what you can do better um and just just gotta keep at it because it's a long process and no one i mean no one downloads a dating app and then two days later matches with someone and then two years later gets married like that doesn't really happen so like you're going to do a lot of things wrong you're going to have a lot of opportunities to learn you're going to learn about what you what you want in a girl or a guy and uh and just make sure that you're being serious about it and willing to just open yourself up and just uh just learn I love that and I think that's so important and something I always try and remind myself and it's obviously so much easier said than done but like there's no such thing as a failed date like if you don't get a second date or if like you go on a bunch of dates and then they say they're like not interested anymore. don't want to continue it. Like that's not a failure. It's an opportunity for you to say like, okay, I did this. This is how it went. This is what I learned from it. And whether it's learning something about yourself or learning something about the type of person you're interested in or the type of dates you like to go on. It's like, there's so much, like you said, like it's not a perfect science and nobody knows what they're doing. Like no matter if somebody, if it's someone's like fifth date or 500th date, like it's, it's all just like every date is a new experience because it's with somebody new. And so bringing two people together, like it's always going to be an opportunity to learn. And I think that's something that we always forget where it's like, well, like the last five dates I've been on, like I keep putting myself out there and like, it's not working out. I keep getting rejected or it keeps not turning into something or I've been on the apps for so long and like the conversations keep dying out and it's like, okay, that's okay. That that's normal. Like there are people who are single for so long and who keep trying to find somebody and it keeps not working. But every, every conversation, every date, every 
like anti-ghosting texts. Like these are all things that are going to help you figure out what's important to you and, and what makes you happy and what makes you feel good with somebody else. And, and that's, I think, so important in like actually finding the right person for you. Yeah, you're gonna, I mean, like I said, you're gonna learn about, you're gonna learn a lot about yourself, but you also will learn a lot about other people and how other people approach dating and how other people uh, open up to you and how other what and you're going to learn about what you want from someone else because you might at 20 years old think well I want this and then two years later think well okay maybe I wanted that two years ago but now I want something different or or realize no that's not what I want at all I don't know why I ever thought that I I want I want something different and that's just a learning process that you you can only really experience that if you actually just go out and do it. Like you can't have your friends tell you that you have to do it for yourself. Yeah. Yeah. That's completely true. There are so many people I've dated in the past where like, I was like, I would do anything for this person to like, like me back the way that I like them and for it to work out. And like that in hindsight, of course it didn't work. Cause that was never going to work. Cause me and that person, there are a million and a half reasons why it, it wasn't right. But I had to go through that experience and either get hurt or maybe get my heart broken to like be able to have that hindsight and and learn that it wasn't the right thing. And um, I think that's really important. And I mean, going back to what you said before about like people either like saying mean things or like outright rejecting you, I think the most important thing to remember at the end of the day is that's a reflection on them and not on you. And like whether it's you or or anyone listening and for any type of reason, any type of insecurity, anything you're going through, if somebody sees something or you communicate something to someone and they respond in a mean way, a malicious way, it's not anything that you did. It's completely a reflection of them. And that's not somebody you would want to be with anyway. Yeah, it's, it's, it can be, it can be a hard thing to tell yourself when if someone's telling you like your body looks like shit, leave me alone or you're too short for me, call me back when you've gained 10 inches. But it's 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 life and you just have to do your best to just close that door and just do something new. Yeah, absolutely. Just with body image issues, I mean, just understand that there's something that everyone deals with. Like, I don't care how old you are, what your gender is, everyone deals with them. It's just that people might deal with them differently. Like I know as a guy, maybe it doesn't seem like we have the same body image issues, but like we do, it's just maybe a lot of us don't really know how to talk about it or are afraid to talk about it. Cause I mean, like when I've talked about it in the past, like sometimes people will tell me that, no, you're wrong. Like you, like I'll say that I get, treated different because of my height and it it hurts me and tell you like no you're wrong that's that's not real and telling someone like someone telling someone that whatever body image issues they're dealing with is wrong is just i don't know how you can do that but just understand that look everyone has body image issues and just don't just don't be a dick don't make fun of someone's body it's not cool like they like there's this one thing I saw online a while ago that I thought was really good. It's if you're going to comment on someone's body, unless they can change it in less than five minutes, don't say anything. Like if you're out with your girl and her makeup's a little bit smudged and she can quickly fix that, then sure, go tell her that. But if you meet someone and they have a giant mole on their face, maybe keep that to yourself. Yeah. And chances are like they're, they're aware of it. Like they know too. And they're probably also thinking about it and you don't need to be like, Oh, like, how are you out with that? Like, how, how do you let that be there? Like, no, like that's, uh, God. Yeah. Everyone has their, the things that they're insecure about. And, and I mean, even people saying like, no, you don't get treated differently. Like, yeah, every, everyone's experience is their experience. And if you, are not that person you don't know what that experience has been like and 
So to tell someone that their experience is false or their feelings are not valid, like that's, that's wrong. Um, like that's straight up, like just not something we should be doing. Like we're not in the business of telling people how they can and can't feel and, and what other people say about them should or shouldn't make them feel. So I, I do appreciate you bringing that up. And yeah, I think it is really important to remember that everyone has their own things going on in their mind that they're struggling with and dealing with. And at the end of the day, we all have to be like kind to one another, like, especially when it comes to dating, it's so fucking hard for like for everyone to begin with. And, and all the personal experiences we have just make it that much harder. Yeah, dating already is a minefield. So just, just remember that dating is hard and everyone feels insecure about something. There's no point in pointing out their insecurities. There's a ton of people out there. If you see someone on a dating app who you don't like, then just ignore them and move on. There's tons of other people out there. You don't have to waste your time on someone who you don't care about or who doesn't care about you. It's not worth it. No, there's there's nothing at all to gain out of that. And I I really hope people can do better. And I mean, if you if you're listening to this and, and you've ever considered saying to somebody like, oh, no, you're too short for me or like, sorry, you're too fat for me or I don't like this thing about you. Like, that's not some like don't spend your time doing that because that stuff really impacts people. And we're all just out here like doing the best we can and trying to make connections. And that it does not need to be a part of the conversation at all. Yeah, I mean, dating apps, they're supposed to be a good thing. They're supposed to make us happy. We're supposed to meet incredible people off it. There's no point in, <laughs> there's no point in just being mean to someone on them. It just mind your business and walk away. You don't have to tell them they look like shit. Like they probably have already been telling themselves that. Like, yeah. So you don't need to add on to that. Yeah. We're not nice to ourselves to begin with, so we don't need other people also being not nice to us. Yes, that's very true. <laughs> yeah. Well, thank you so much for being here and, and for being open to talking about this. I know it's it's not an easy thing, and I really, really appreciate it and respect your courage in doing it. So thank you so much. And to everyone listening, thank you for being open-minded and being open to hear about this experience, even if it's not one that you share, hopefully you took something away from it and and can consider what you heard as you move forward in your dating life and this has been seeing other people unfiltered mads i am obsessed with our brand pillars you mean vagina sweat good branding and being jewish blooded queens scout uh, sure, but not quite. I love that OKSIS podcast and our sisterhood is made up of women who are down for main character energy only, who take care of their mental health, and who are standing in their personal power as entrepreneurs. Oh, yeah. That too, Scout. That too. We should probably introduce ourselves. Hello, everyone. I am Mads. And I am Scout. And we are sisters IRL. Join us on OKSIS Podcast every Monday for some sisterly banter, nourishing mental health, a whole lot of silliness, and inspiring interviews from the raddest female guests in the game. We promise it'll be a good time. As long as you don't get too loud, Mads. Welcome to the sisterhood!